On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about, as we get closer now, the start of the season, the 76ers championship window. It's been open. They have not walked through it yet. Now what? How long is it going forward as we begin the 22-23 campaign? We'll talk about that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you're Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my partner from TheInquirer.com. Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's up, man? We're getting closer and closer. Yeah, it's coming. What's up, D? How you been, bro? It's on the way, man. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now, make your second. Now, remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. We'll get to the second listen later on. We'll tell you about all that. But we need to talk about the Sixers window as it is a championship window and has been for the past couple of seasons. How open is it now going forward with so many changes that have been made to the roster from James Harden, Ben Simmons, now adding these guys in this offseason. We'll talk about that. We need to talk about James Harden and what is his ideal role for this basketball team for this upcoming season. And finally, we'll get into some comments that James Harden made to a uh, national publication about him not necessarily getting enough credit for what he did this offseasoning and helping to open up some roster spots, some money for the roster spots for some of his former teammates to join him here in Philadelphia. We'll get into all of that later on. But, Keith, we do need to start with the Sixers window. We know five playoff appearances, four second-round uh, matchups that they've had, four second-round appearances. None of them have gone past the second round, the other, the bubble first round exit to the Boston Celtics. So as we sit here on this day now, a few days away from the start of the new campaign, another year for Joel Embiid as the star for this team, as the face of the franchise, what is their window? As you look at it, being around this team since the rebuild, what is their window? You know, that's a great question, D. I, I kind of think is either this year or next year, that's it. And, and even next year, like, I mean, I really think it's this year but I'm just going to give him another year on top of that. Because when you look at it, you know, we're talking about Joel Embiid, 28, James Harden, 33, P.J. Tucker, 37, 30, right? Um, Tobias Harris, 30. Um, you know, you look at a lot of these guys, and this is go now, right now. And then some guys may not even be on the roster next year. But when we look at this current group, I, I have to say, I think it's this year, typically, but I'm just giving them an extra year after that. After next season, I don't see them, like with this current group, I don't see them being uh, contending for a title at all. I think I agree with you on this one, that their window, obviously they're in win-now mode, which is why they made all the moves that they did this offseason to go and acquire Tucker at the age of, of 37, is it, already? And then mm -hmm. House, Melton, Harold, bringing these players in. They're in win-now mode right now, so their window – I think I agree with you. I do believe it is really these next two years because Embiid is in his prime. He's still going to be in his prime in two more years, even after next season. But Tobias Harris, where will he be? Will he be on the roster since he only has two years remaining? 
this year and next with the basketball team. P.J. Tucker will be a year older. And while I'm perfectly fine with the contract that he was given, he will be a year older. And it feels so much better with him being a year older if you are hoisting the Larry O'Brien down Broad Street this summer and not having to wait again to have the same conversation next summer. We want to be talking about possible repeating or whatever they're doing at that point, trying to go out there uh, with this basketball team, trying to make sure that they forge something as far as they're standing in the league. I agree with you, man. I do believe that their window is these next two seasons. They have to get it done because not only are, are we tired of it as the media and watching it, we enjoy the regular season and the basketball. They are tired of it within the organization having to continue to answer these questions about second round exits and not get past. And Embiid being one of these players that if he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats, which if he continues to post these types of numbers that he's had, Keith, throughout these last five seasons, and he continues to do it over the next two, three years, he's going to be looked at as one of those players. He doesn't want to be on that list that hasn't gotten to an NBA Finals, haven't won an NBA Finals. He wants to be remembered as one of the best of all time that did it and helped to lead. Now, there are things that he has to do in order to help that happen. He cannot do anything about the injury history that he has had in the postseason. It's a part of it, though, you know, and he can't run away from it because it just continues to happen. I'm with you. Win now mode this season. Win now mode next season. That is their window. I agree with you. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, listen, Keith, on the other side, after we figured that one all out, we need to talk about in order to be in win now and what they do. Everyone has to be at their best, including James Harden. A lot of sacrifice this offseason. How much of that will lead to more sacrifice in season and helping this team win? What is his role? We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76. Let's talk about bet online. Bet online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, teams, matchup, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you'll find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you'll get nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. They're free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, all off-season you know, when we talk about this year and being in win now, a lot of the conversation all offseason in Philadelphia, a lot of the stories that you had to write before your vacation and all, before you took some much-needed time and much well-deserved time off, the conversation then came back as we start the season. The Sixers, yes, they're going to go as far as Joel Embiid takes them, but the most important person on this roster, as you have alluded to on this podcast, as we talked about it so often over the summer, is James Harden. Mm-hmm. What is his best role in order for this 76ers team to win and do exactly what we talked about in that first segment, reaching the championship? I mean, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it and, and you know, Doc Rivers came out and said a couple of weeks ago or about a week ago that he has to be Magic Johnson with, a, with, with who's a scorer. 
And it, I think it has to be a blend of both. I do. I, I think that, you know, he has to be the facilitator because that is his role. But at the same time, he has to show people that he can make knockdown shots. You know what I mean? He just has to because if not, all they're going to do is take away the passing lanes and try to force him to beat to beat them by 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 going in and 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 uh, taking up the shot. So I think that's really his role. I also think that you know at this stage of his career, he has to realize that he's going through. He's no longer the James Harden of old, so he has to be more of a a distributor, a distributor, facilitator, things like that. But if he can't keep them honest by knocking out that shot, knocking down the shot, they're, they're going to they're going to struggle once the playoffs come. I liked his shot selection, the way he went about things in the final preseason game. I don't know how much of that would translate to the regular season, but the mid-range jumpers that he was taking on the step back where he was able to probe a little bit, put the defense on his hip and get him going backwards because he is James Harden driving to the basket. He just stopped, step back, bang, knock down that jumper from about 15, 17, maybe even a little bit in closer. That's a part of it that goes with playing point guard too. Tyrese Maxey is not ready for that role. Joel Embiid, while he can be a facilitator from that low block position where he's going to get the basketball and it's going to run through him, I think James Harden at his best is a player that we've talked about getting up into that 20-point range, maybe 21, but still averaging those 8, 9, 10 assists a game, grabbing a 6, 7, maybe even 8 rebounds, a contest also. He has to be point guard first with the scoring mentality, the same way that Doc Rivers talks about him simply being aggressive. Aggressive James Harden will help this basketball team. If he's passive, it's not going to work because then they're going to figure it out. They're going to sense it. They're going to feel it. These opponents are also professional basketball players, and they can sense when they have somebody where, you know, in a sense, blood in the water. When we talk about, you know, being able to read somebody and say, okay, I got this guy. They can read it. They can figure it out. And as great as he is as, as, as a scorer and an overall NBA 75 player, he has to be an aggressive type of guard. Pick his spots, certainly, because he has to pace himself by the time they get to the postseason, which we all say is the most important thing. He has to pace himself by the time we get there, but he cannot not be aggressive for this basketball team and looking for his shot, but also being that fantastic passer that we know who he is. Set things up, find ways to get Tobias Harris more involved, make sure Maxie is getting the basketball and playing at his full speed and downhill, and all things I believe will work out with the offense and also finding P.J. Tucker for those nice little um, – uh, screen and rolls that he has with that floater in that in the painted area where he is also uh, uh, accomplished with that shot for the many years that P.J. Tucker has been doing that. So I think at his best, point guard first, but aggressive scorer also when he sees fit James Harden for this basketball team. Has to knock down those mid-range jumpers, take them when they're available, not forcing the issue to the basket. And also on those catch-and-shoot opportunities, simply catch-and-shoot. You're a good basketball player. You're a good shooter shoot the basketball, and knock them down. My thoughts, that's my opinion. And our final one, Keith, got to ask you about some comments that he made to a national publication about not getting enough credit for what he did this offseason and opening up things as far as the purse goes for the Sixers in order to acquire some of the players that they did this offseason. We'll tap into that next in our final segment right here on Locked On 76ers.
Keith, welcome back, Locked On 76ers. We appreciate everybody joining us. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens. Is that music like jazz or like a little hip hop? You know, you could do both to that beat a little bit. Uh, a little bit, not hip hop, but yeah, it's like that little yeah, funk. Little R and B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody could put a nice little, you know, rhyme together over that though. But you know, not me, but maybe you could. You can you can do something as talented as you are, Keith Not Pompey. Today, Pompey. Bro. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it today, people. Nah, Don't, don't do, do it today. today. Hey. today. Uh, Keith, James Harden, Keith, he said uh, that he felt like he was uh, not getting enough credit for what he did this offseason. You mentioned, uh, because this was something we talked about before we started recording, that he was asked a question, and he answered the question. So you know me, because I always get on the whole Joel and B thing. You ask him about the MVP, he answers it. We want answers from these athletes. When we ask the question, he answered it, honestly. So that's how he felt. Um, but I think if he listened here locally, I don't know if he listened locally. I don't know if what's going on. He might have just heard nationally. But if he paid attention, a lot of love for James Harden this offseason among Sixer fans for what he did and opening up the opportunity to bring in the four players that they did. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know, like, you know, I wasn't in there when the guy asked cause they had other people in the podium and, and, and stuff like that. But, but, it, but it's one of those things where in a way, like the guy asked him, do you think you deserve credit? And he said, yeah, but I'm not getting it, whatever. But no, I think he would, that was more for like a national thing. There's two things here. A, everybody and their mom know that he brought these guys here, so much so that the Sixers are being investigated for tampering, right? right? So, like, you know, I mean, so that that's the one thing. So he's getting the credit. Um, but but and and so I mean, and he is right. But at the same time, like I have to say this, they have to be successful. Like if you get PJ, you brought PJ Tucker in here, and you brought in Daniel House and 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 you know, but they they struggle when a team goes out in the second round again. It's like, uh, you know what I mean? So like, but I, I get what he's saying though. He does deserve credit for what he did for right now. We look at it. Who do you know turns down or takes fifteen million dollars less? But so yeah, people were listening. People uh, know it. I think that it was a good story. You know, it got sound bites, it got hits, clicks. But as you said. People in the Philadelphia area have been praising him since he did that, since word came out that he did that. Yeah, he, he got so much love from the fan base. They, they were all over it and just saying, you know what? I take all the things back that James Harden uh, did or didn't do last season. All the things that they may have said negatively towards him, they took all that stuff back because they simply liked the guy for what he did. Now, of course, as you said, that's simply from June to September before uh, the games get started in October. That's what they're talking about as far as the credit goes. So, yeah, maybe the national people, he wasn't getting enough love that he wanted to hear. But since he's now here, he should probably check it out and ask some of us or even ask the public relations because a, a lot of people here were really on his side for how he handled things 
and, and helping out. Now it has to translate to the floor because, as you mentioned, all of that goes for naught if if they don't go out there and just simply perform the way that people want them to and the way that they expect themselves to do inside that building and, and getting it done. So he has been getting a lot of love. Yes, answer the question. He was asked that question. I don't know what really prompted him to say it, though, unless he just simply didn't hear enough from from here. I don't know what kind of praise he was looking for, but if I think he would have been satisfied if he focused on what was being said locally from Sixer fans and, of course, around social media for the people who are also national in different cities, different countries that are still Sixer fans that follow him very closely about what James Harden did for this basketball team. So uh, he has been getting it. He really has. But to your point, it's not going to mean much if they don't go out there and finish the deal off. They got to go out there and finish the deal and and get to the NBA finals. First of all, get past the second round, get to the Eastern Conference finals in advance. It's not going to be easy. We know that Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn, all these teams. We know that we know that. But but as good as the Sixers are in a case like this, the same way that Milwaukee approaches things, the same way the Golden State Warriors approach things. You worry about yourself and all of that will fall into place the way that it's supposed to. You don't worry about the opponent. Of course, you have to game plan for them. You have to do what's necessary to, to win those games against them. But oftentimes, Keith, we'll sit back and we'll do a podcast or you'll do a story. I'll do a radio show and say, you know what? The Boston Celtics didn't beat the Sixers. The Sixers beat themselves. So that's how good they are, just like everybody else in the East or the West. Go out there, handle your business, and James Harden will get all the praise in the world if they get to the NBA Finals and then, of course, win it. So that'll do it for us. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Now podcast network and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA preview. Search for Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I will be on one of those that will feature myself with the people from Dallas, Denver, Miami, Phoenix. I did good. I didn't even say anything about Phoenix. I just kind of stepped back and let the insider there handle his business and not tell how much I think I know the team too, just from watching all the games that they play. But uh, you can tell me how wrong I am on that podcast too. If you uh, have a chance to listen to the ultimate pro basketball previews, six episodes, find ours. Also, Keith, can you tell the people where they can find us? Yep. You can find us wherever you get your podcast at and on YouTube. You can also follow my man D at divine G S D E V O N g975 on twitter so you, you were listen. trying to you were trying to wrap it right there over that beat you were just yeah, trying to rhyme my, there you go i appreciate it and and then also you can follow listen to him on the divine given show and that's on 97.5 fm on friday it's going to be from six to ten you can also follow me on twitter at pompeii on sixers and you can read my stuff in the philadelphia inquirer and inquire.com Keith, thanks so much, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Always appreciate your comments, your thoughts on uh, what we do. Make sure you hit that Liberty Bell thing and, uh, you know, subscribe to uh, the Locked On Now podcast, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, talk to you later, man. Thanks. All right, bro. Peace, man. You got it.